I, if you wanted to, I could do this. And if you wanted to, I, I'll, I'll be over there masturbating. What's going on? Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. My kisses are alive, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who recently said to me, I hate you. It's Mark. Hello. That's actually one of the only times this has ever been true. Yes, that's probably accurate. <laughs> Within the last few days, I think I've said that. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crack Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week... <sighs> Yep. We watched 1965's Orgy of the Dead, which was a pick from Patreon member Larry, who it turns out is a real deviant. Uh, and we will dive all the <laughs> way into that pick from perver- from noted pervert Larry real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. Do we have the ability to like, the to like put a flare on him anytime he comments on the Patreon page? It just says just noted, noted pervert, pervert <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Hey, but like uh, last week, I'm going to tell you, ordinarily, we would uh, tell you to go support our Patreon, like Patreon member Larry, unless you're a deviant, we don't need any more of those, and also we don't need any more anyone's right now, because this is not the time to be supporting that. Like we've said in the last couple of weeks, take care of yourselves, take care of your families, if you have some spare cash, toss it somewhere very worthy, like uh, Feeding America is where I've been pointing to people to recently, or Local Beers is another very good one. But hey, for now, let's dive into our own little brand of escapism here and talk some horror. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jack. What are your beers for the 1965 pornography movie Orgy of the Dead? Uh, What are my Boise beers for the yeah. 1960 yep, whatever yep, yep. movie Orgy of the Dead? Um, Kind of a hard one to beer, I hey. think. And whatever. I, I went with a Boise brewing beer. I went with one that Jack did not go with because I can see what he's drinking. I went with Hip Check IPA. So this is for, oh, you got to do it slightly different. Yeah, it is a different one. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. It is different. I got a little delay on the old uh, visual. Hip Check's a really fucking solid room. beer. You're Hip also talking about beer. purely visual things that are happening. Yeah, I know. Um, Hip Check is applicable to this movie in a couple ways. I mean, one of which Hip Check refers in the beer sense, in the Boise Brewing's dictated sense, in into uh, Roller Derby, which is kind of a strangely exploitative event that happens and this movie is also one of those things and then you know you just get the hips moving when you dance and this movie is basically just that so this is a shoehorn of the highest order there's nothing in this city that i want to drink that fits with this movie i i think that uh, roller derby is one of the least exploitative things i don't seem i agree with that it seems like it was conceived on an exploitative level, but the execution of it is also fundamentally not exploitative. Has it been? I don't know what it has been. Yeah, there's no way it's not. I've been to three roller derby <laughs> shows in the last year. You're gonna and argue exactly about how many derby? of you're the, gonna argue the girls' about names are right puns now, based on how my sister's sexy real into it, buddy. Oh my god, roller derby! Whatever, dude. This is a fucking pointless argument. Roller derby this is rules. this is terrible radio. You're already. not wrong. This is awful. <laughs> my god. Well, Jake, I'll tell you about the right Boise beer to be Boise Brewing beer to be drinking because I too am drinking a Boise Brewing beer. I gotta tell you what they've really streamlined their like uh, 
curbside pickup kind of a situation there. It's just right outside their big garage doors. They got the two tables. Mm-hmm. The guys, the, the the guys, gotten real good at just like sliding it. He's doing a cool new spin trick. It's awesome. Um, anyway, I am drinking a Broad Street Blonde ale. Uh, because this is a movie about a whole bunch of blondes, one I mean, there's uh, like auburn-haired one young woman and a couple of redheads. No, it's mostly blondes. It's like a, uh, it's uh, like actually, a... there's two blondes. There's the gold dancer, and then there's the wedding bride dancer who just, well, we'll get there. Yeah, she's blonde. <laughs> okay, we'll talk there's, about it. Either way, there's, there's there are some, blondes. some blondes. The movie starts with a couple driving down a broad street, probably. It's oh, my God. There, you're it's, talking about uh, how I'm shoehorning? Yeah, you think that You're the street they were driving on was Broad Street? Exploitative. Why? Why? You're terrible. It's roller derby is exploitative. Mark, what, Mark what's your fucking Broad beer? Broad Street. Jake's made me. Uh, Jake's angered me. Um, I got two this week. True to Fuck form. You. Uh, beer Primero is Detour Double IPA. This is by Uinta. Also, not Boise beer, but local Utah beer. Um. Pretty self-explanatory, as we just said. They start out on a broad street, and then they oh take a little God. bit of a detour into the fucking afterlife, having oh to watch God. this motherfucking thing. Uh, and then, <laughs> as a secondary choice, I got a Ghost Rider White IPA by Wasatch. Uh, this is pretty self-explanatory. I, d- I didn't want to no. go Ghost Hunter or whatever the fuck the name of that uh, beer is again, but chasing ghosts, chasing ghosts. There it is. I went ghost rider this week. Look, that's exactly what Chris Wells after, right? He wants to ride some of these ghosts. You know, he wants to get his, he wants to get some jollies. I don't think they're ghosts. They're definitive. I, they, they are they're dead. actively, they are dead. They're, they're dead women who are performing for some reason that would make them ghosts and he wants to ride them ghost rider <laughs> wait Bang, is there it. a performative element to ghosts in the traditional canon the, assuming this is traditional canon yes okay. fuck all fuck <laughs> yeah, all of you're this. wrong on several levels fuck all don't of fuck this. all of this fuck none of this this is a great choice <laughs> those are both great utah this. beers that are both great choices for this beers for fears I hate them both. Let's move on to what else has been rocking our horror world, starting with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears bets. I don't have any of those, so I won't cue the sound effect unless either of you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, then let's cue up that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck! Yeah, jackass. Jake, what you got? Panic Fest is the name of the movie. It's called Hellfest. I just want to pull Hellf- up the, Wait, I you watched to- Hellfest? Because the actual thing was Panic Fest. No. Oh, it's Hellfest. You're right, you're <laughs> it's right. It's Hellfest. Right. Fuck. Oh, my I God. It's so hard to, to keep track. I hate it's it. It's not a great exchange. You make the polls. <laughs> what the fuck movie did I watch? I watched the right one. I watched Hellfest. I watched, Hellfest, watched Hellfest because Hellfest. I lost Beers for Fears for Baskin. So I don't know what your theme was, Mark. Do you? Hell, what was your hell theme? themed movies. Hell, okay. The gate. It Jason was it was Hellfest. Hell Jason goes to hell, or the gate, which is about going to hell. Yeah. So Hellfest one, I watched it. Uh, this one is. Look, I didn't like this movie, but at the Dick. same time, I plan to unless something changes, I plan to throw this on come Halloween season. Because yep. I think that this movie's like bread and butter is being on while I'm probably doing some other stuff, and I can kind of tune in whenever I want. Like this is a pretty run of the mill slasher, to be honest. Like it's it's not trying to do anything that's 
new or novel or anything interesting, really. It's just, it's a made-for-the-theater slasher. I mean, it wasn't made for the theater because it was direct-to-video, but okay. Uh, was it? I think this, yeah. no, this one definitely was in theaters. It was a limited theatrical Hey, Jake. Least. Yeah. For the listener who has heard nothing about this movie, do you care to describe the general era, general idea of this movie? Anything about well, it? Well, I did not, say it's not a run-of-the-mill slasher, which is something about this movie. So as I continue to talk about this general slasher that did go to theaters, uh, yeah, it's not really trying to do a lot new. There's kids. They go to this traveling like Halloween Horror Nights type place where there's a bunch of different little like mini haunted houses within it. Tony Todd's like the owner carnival barker for some reason he has a cameo yeah. and while they're there there's a slasher killer who chases him down and is is after them and apparently this is just kind of what he does and he seems to have been doing it for some time um it's not trying to do a lot what i will say and why i think that this is worth throwing on in the background in particular during the Halloween season is that the movie looks really, really nice, actually. They spent a lot of time and effort on making the whole kind of theme park feel, I think, pretty reasonable and alive, and that shines through. Um, if you try to dive into it at all, it, it really starts to break down stupid characters, unlikable characters, unrealistic situations. It's It has all of that, so... Just let it be on and tune in when you want. And I think that's probably the proper viewing here. So, you know. And this is a modern movie. Yeah. This came out like like last year. I think it was 2018, maybe. Yep. It came out roughly the same time as Bloodfest and roughly six months after Funhouse Massacre. All of them are the exact same movie. (laughs) And I've seen all of them and they're all great. (laughs) Oh, good. So there you go. Yeah, Mark loves it. So you know what you're getting yourself into. How'd you watch it? This was a had to go to Hulu and then do like the Showtime subscription thing for a bit. And I'm going to cancel You got to remember to cancel that because it yeah, will it cost hard. you in the long yeah. run. It's not easy to find right now, actually. Unless, oh, you can rent it, but it's like fucking $10. So I, I did the Hulu thing. Smart. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Mark, you got anything to pay up for? I do have something to pay up for, but I have not watched it yet. Jack, you and I simultaneously lost something. Uh, we have to watch like Critters or Piranha or Leprechaun. I think it was for Boo. That great, that yep. great episode that we had in the can from a while ago. <laughs> I have not watched any of those. It's it's gonna happen soon. I haven't done one of those though. I had like a three second period there where I legitimately forgot what Boo was or that I'd seen it, and that's like what three <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, it that was used it to was be one of the worst movies piece, we'd seen on this thing. Seminal piece of horror cinema, Boo. I don't even know that it's for- the worst movie we've seen in the last month, Jack. I don't know if it's the last movie we've seen no, in the last week. It no longer week. is. I can guarantee you <laughs> it, no it is better is. than the movie we're reviewing this week. We'll get there eventually. Don't shut up. Also, Mark, if you've seen Boo in the last week, we have a different conversation we need to have. I keep rewatching it, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Well, let's cue Scatman. Scatman's World. All right, so on to regular rocking horror world. So, Mark, you rewatched yeah, Boo. Yeah, Mark's been watching Boo like. ad nauseum. <laughs> I, I didn't, actually. That was a joke. I haven't rewatched That's that. That's a funny there. joke. I, gotta, I probably I, should. I, I, I'm chuckling internally, Mark. Thank you. Good. Um, I want to go first. I've only got one thing to talk about. Um, it is What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Oh, yeah. I saw Ooh, this on Hulu. This is, yeah, this is the Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi TV show. If you like those guys and their general kind of humor, Flight of the Concord stuff, you will like this. It's fantastic. It's also uh, 
very prominently featuring the guy who was the boss on the IT crowd, who I think is a very underrated actor and fucking hilarious. Okay. Um, and also Mark Proch, uh, who Love is very it. prominently featuring Mark Proch, who also rules. He's <laughs> Ener- energy energy vampire. vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I rewatched like the last half of the first season in preparation. And then I think as we record this, only the first two episodes of season two are out. Got it. Okay. They're both available on Hulu. You don't need any other kind of special subscription. They are there, as is the entire first season. So, um, But it's highly recommended. It's not like a bingeable show for me. It's, I, I don't enjoy watching them back to back, but I love having like this chunk of it every week. So two questions. First, uh, they're releasing an episode a week style thing now. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, like the sure normal. Like, I mean, they've released one a week release for the last prior two weeks. to them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Question two. Generally speaking, as someone who hasn't seen season one and would have to start there, like how how does this work in terms of we all know not to get spoilery about the movie, but it's kind of set in terms of like this house of vampires from different eras that live together. How is this one structured? The exact same way. I mean, is this it the is same a bunch group, of different vampires. Technically? That it's it's not the same group. It's not like canonical to the movie, okay. but it's just the same concept. Um, okay. It is all the it's fucking hilarious, like you'd expect, and it is it plays with the vampire tropes a whole lot. As huh. like it, it opens the pilot episode, I think is the weakest, um, but it opens on like a you know Vlad the Impaler type of vampire hanging out with some more modern goth vampires and getting into shenanigans in that fashion. I mean, Taika Waititi okay. was in the original What We Do in the Shadows, though, wasn't he? Or am I losing my mind? Oh, that's true. No, I think I think you're right. This it might be canonical. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Canonical in the the vast storied history of this one random found footage mock documentary from 2014. But yeah, this is not found footage. The TV show is not found footage. Oh, okay. Because because the, the original movie is like a PBS style documentary. It's basically like Mungo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly no, the, the TV same show. Is n- all it. the TV I mean, it show is, is not found footage? Um, so, but. Okay. Anyway, I've been watching What We Do in the Shadows. Going to continue to watch it. Fucking love it. The last half of that first season is some of the best television you're going to see. It's fucking hilarious. I love I love Mark Proch and him. I still don't know how to say his name. And him as an energy vampire is possibly the best combination of casting and writing that I've can come up with off the top of my head. It's so good. And it's like you say him as an energy vampire, but he in, like invented the concept of the energy vampire and portrays it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him, man. Oh, it's fucking great. It's so good. Do anyway, some that's all I've got. What about you boys? Oh, I'm going to go next. Okay. So I watched Friday the 13th. Well, hold on. Jake, do you have any? No, do you I have only any bangers? Have Hold on, one. Jake. Do you have any bangers? I don't know. Mark know was Mark from- was super excited to talk about something. I only had the opportunity to watch the one that I had to pay up on. So go okay. for it, buddy. I, just want, I wanted to get that in the clear so that I can just we can just go out without your bangers. And you being, and okay. I do have actually one banger that I. Do it better be a about. banger because you were telling me about this yesterday, and then you were like, "I don't want to spoil the surprise." It got under my skin, dude. This is not that, though. This is a separate thing. Some other piece. Wait, was of- I ignoring the group chat or were you talking behind my back? Hey, you were invited to the game night that we had. Listener, we have game nights. We play some game nights. And Jack specifically, aggressively opted not to join. He was like, fuck you guys. I I have better things to do. I worked until like 1130 last (laughs) night. It fucking sucked. (laughs) I have to do some lawyer shit, I think were his exact words. Uh, I I hated it. This is not the banger that I'm going to talk about, but this is an important piece of horror news. Uh, Friday the 13th movies are back on Amazon Prime. They were off for a few weeks. Right in the middle of my fucking binge watching. Um, and now they're back. They're not all there. It's sort of yeah. like 
slapdash, whatever. But Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood popped this one on. This was the next one I had to watch pretty good. I, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, look, this movie or this series of movies, isn't something that like is breaking down borders or is, is you're, it's not going to blow the roof off your doors as the saying goes, but like, you kind of know what you're getting into. It's the supernatural slasher type thing. And one of the things that this does initially that I was so grateful for was it? it's about a two-minute-long recap of the first six movies of just like, okay, here are the story beats you need to know and where we are right now, which is funny because this was the one that I came back to after it had fallen off of streaming for like two months. I don't know. Four weeks times a flat circle. <laughs> I can't keep track of when the last one I watched was, but uh, that's what this one opens up as, and I was so incredibly grateful for that. Um, this is the one that I was waiting for this to happen. There was one that I like turned on, I don't know, TBS or TNT or something like that when I was a kid, and there was a psychic woman fighting Jason, and Jason had a weed whacker or a chainsaw or something, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I don't understand. Um and years and years and years later, I was like, this has never happened. I Did I invent this? Did I make this up? Turns out it was Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. I got there. This is Psychic Lady, Telekinesis Lady, basically Carrie, versus Jason. Uh, and it's exactly as good as you think that would be, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, one thing, I, the only other thing I would like to note about this movie is that it's surprisingly less gory than you. the weird thing about this whole franchise is that it's trended noticeably into the less gory uh like side of things. Number 1, number 2, number 3, like they focus on the kills. You have that like wonderful shot of the arrowhead coming through Kevin Bacon's throat and all this other shit. There's like blood and guts and stuff happening. And then like in the later ones, 5, 6, 7, it's more just like He'll, you know, you'll get a shot of like Jason grabbing someone by the clavicle. And then there's like him. The last shot you have is them like getting close to punching them or like ripping their throat or doing whatever the fuck. But then like it just cuts away and you don't see anything. And this is the prime example of that. You don't, there's like no gore in this movie. It's all, it's almost all implied violence, which is a little bit strange for the franchise, but whatever. We know where they go with Jason X. So comes, it, it, it auto corrects. Fine. <laughs> uh, that is and available. Are, oh, is it? It's free on Prime. It is free on Prime. I think there. Like I said, it's sort of like random ones and twos and fours and sixes or something like that. But like you can find most of them available on Amazon Prime. Um, by the time this comes out, who fucking knows? The the distribution of it has been changing. Like I kind of already referenced, like week by week. So, whatever. Keep an eye out for it. Yeah, it's it's it was free last week. It's probably going to be free two weeks from now. Whatever. Um, it comes and goes from Amazon Prime. So be patient. The other one I watched also Amazon Prime. And guys, this one is one that I really am excited to tell you about. I watched Gunjum Haunted Asylum. Okay, explain more. <laughs> this is a this is a found footage. I'm gonna call it Grave Encounters, but uh, Korean. I fucking love the conceit of Grave Encounters. That movie rules. We should probably talk about it at some point. This is that, but in Korean and with a different asylum instead of the one that they talked about in Grave Encounters. But very similar movies. This movie got under my skin and like creeps me the fuck out more than I would say any movie has in 
my memory, which is not long, but uh, this. What do you like, mean your memory? What? What do like you? Like forty five minutes. Do you what actually, roughly what do you forty five minutes or so. I, I'm Half saying of a movie. I don't think I look after doing doing this project that we do on a week to week basis of watching a shitload of horror movies and like weighing in on them. This is that a this is one that is sort of like Taylor. This is the thing that gets under my skin is the found footage ghost hunter type genre. I love it, and if you can execute it well, like Grave, Grave Encounters did, um, it it does like get to me for whatever reason. This one did that same thing. It is very spooky. The creep factor on this is high. Both me and my wife were kind of like clinging to each other, being like trying to be brave and be like, "Are you scared? I'm not scared. Shut up. Are you scared? I'm not scared." I'm just put. I'm I'm putting my hands over my face because my face itches. Yeah, <laughs> that type of shit. Um, dude, Ganjam Haunted Asylum kind of fucking rules. It it didn't really have like the sticking power because like it's not scary for you to sit in your house like Paranormal Activity was, where you there you could be the one who's being haunted. Like you're probably safe as long as you're not trying to actively invade this asylum in Korea. But like. It's still a really well-made ghost story type found footage movie. I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, give it a watch. It's a tight 90. Oh, man. I, I loved this movie. It was a phenomenal experience. Solid. I like it. That sounds like a banger. I, yeah, I, it, I, it was a banger. They do they do kind of everything you want. They they have a bunch of different, like, videos, uh, the video methods, I guess, like, so they everybody's wearing the GoPro, exper- whatever the fuck the, the rig is called, where you see their face and the thing they're seeing. So you you have both of those shots. You have CCTVs. The Monster Hunter's rig? <laughs> yeah, the Monster Hunter rig, basically. So they all have the Monster Hunter rig. They There's CCTV. There's drone footage. There's one of the dudes who's holding like a fucking nice-ass camera that actually looks really good, which I also appreciate, because usually when you watch this type of movie, it's just grainy, shitty footage, and they're like trying to react to stuff. You don't. You get that here, but like you actually also see pretty like well constructed high quality scares and like effects in here too. And then there's also just a dude holding a, a VR cam, which they show you on a regular screen as a VR like goggle thing laid out. So I mean, it looks preposterous. It looks like a panorama like view thing, but whatever. You can kind of like in your head, you can do some mental gymnastics and be like, whatever. It's VR. It's cool. Whatever. Uh, anyways, <laughs> nice. go watch, go watch Haunted Asylum, dude. I've, I've heard some stirrings of this being really, really fantastic. And I finally took the dive, um, two okay, nights ago. I was going to ask night, like, what made you choose this? Because when I, when I'd, you were like, I can't tell you until tomorrow what I watched, but it was a doozy. I'm like, let's just say I was not expecting a small movie from South Korea to be what came off of your announcement. So this, I mean, this is, you are correct. This is a small movie from South Korea that doesn't have a lot of cred, but anytime you see it brought up, every time I've seen that, it's been in the context of like, this movie rules yeah. and everyone should see it. And yeah. those movies usually make my list of like things to circle every once in a while if they show up and they're something that I can just pop on and watch, then, you know, that's going to happen. This has been on my radar since we talked about it on HRR, however many fucking years ago, two years ago, of something that was right up my alley. This is tailor-made for me to like it. So take that, I guess, as the, take that as part of the recommendation that I'm giving you. But, like, once I saw that this was available, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this in the yeah. next yeah. two or three weeks. Yeah, cool. Fair enough. Now, Mark, for a hypothetical listener that might have forgotten, say the name and how you watch it again. 
Already said it three times, but the name is Gonjum Haunted Asylum, and it's on Amazon Prime. Gonjum is G O N G G O N J I A M. Nice. Tough. All right, Jake, Gon- what you got? Gonjum. We've already done this dance, Jack. Yeah, we. I I prefaced my entire <laughs> segment with whether or not he had a thing, so that we could go out specifically on the thing that I just went out on. Okay, well, I have another thing to talk about. I remembered one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've been drinking for a while. <laughs> yeah, Jack, do it. What do you got? Hit us with your bet. All right, so I play Magic the Gathering. Okay. And the recent set of Magic the Gathering is called Ikaria, Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths, or something along those lines. And they partnered with Toho for the marketing and release of this set. And it's all Godzilla Mothra lore. All the Toho monsters are in this shit. It's a fucking awesome. What's Godzilla's attack and defense, and what's his mana cost? That's my that's my question. So there is a god. So it's it's to explain exactly how the actual Toho monsters interact with the set would require an understanding of magic that neither of you possess. So I'll, I'll spare whoa the whoa all of that. Jack shots fucking <laughs> fired. Okay, I yeah, don't give like a fuck. Just- so please spare me. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll spare you, Jake. Yeah. Mark, off air, I will tell you, and you will not understand. I might. Um, I might understand. There is a nine-mana Godzilla, who I believe is a nine-nine with some pretty cool Enter the Battlefield abilities. Okay. Yay. There's also a Mecha Godzilla and some Mothras. Anyway, it's fun to be playing this game and to have all the, the Toho monsters in there. There's like 15 of them. They're fun. Are there any game modes that you can play that are entirely based around like actually recreating a Godzilla invasion? Like is the other side no, of this none- deck is the other side of this deck like humans with tanks and missiles and shit trying to repel a Godzilla invasion? So there is a theme of humans in the set. Humans versus non-humans is a theme of the set, which is really cool. Uh, presently, I haven't seen any kind of specific game modes like that, but that is a theme of the set. So, but could you do that? Like, a, like if you wanted to, you Mark, could that's have... that's the fun of Magic. You could fucking make all sorts of crazy game modes and play them. Okay. Yeah, dude. That seemed aggressive. Just asking duh, questions, duh. because apparently I don't fucking, fucking know Mark, anything about duh, Magic. Duh, okay. What temperature does steel melt at, man? I'm just asking questions. Yeah, so on that, <laughs> let's go to the feature presentation. I'm glad I brought it up. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1965's Orgy of the Dead. Boo. Because we stupidly started a Patreon. And, and that's what the, you get. The, Lament configurer tier of patrons get to pick a movie for us to watch every now and again, and noted pervert Patreon member Larry picked this <laughs> 1965 movie called Orgy of the Dead. Uh, I hadn't ever heard of this movie before. Nor had I. Oh, we're doing our histories with the movie? That's this part? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. Jake's like, this is my fourth viewing, and you know what? It gets better every time. <laughs> better every time. It's really, it just ages like old nice wine. Uh, no, I'd never heard of this shit. But let me tell you, when the when the, the movie started and I saw Ed Wood, I, fi- I figured some things out. Things came together. <laughs> I bet you read a lot of Ed Wood, huh? <laughs> well, it's Gordon Wood. But yeah, but sure. I mean, you know, economics <laughs> textbook or like softcore pornographer, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's all the same. It's fine. <laughs> um, I will give Patreon member noted pervert Larry credit for this. This is closer to an actual horror movie than his last pick. 
American movie. Accurate, yeah. So um, he's trending in the right direction. Well, it's a, it's still look, it's still a bad pick, I, but it's closer. You know, actually, there's some interesting stuff to talk about with regard to the two picks that Larry has made when he's had the chance <laughs> to pick movies for for our little experiment here. Do tell. <laughs> What's your take on that? What are the? Interesting I mean, my things? take is that he's really. St- I mean primary take he's stretching the boundaries of what we as a to z horror are and i think that in general that's a good thing that's what all perverts do yeah they really do they really do jack but i I think the other interesting thing is that um there's something similar to me about like so listener the for those that aren't familiar the the last movie that patreon and noted pervert larry picked was american movie which is not a (laughs) horror movie but it's a it's a documentary about the making of a horror movie by someone his name is mark Borchard, who is like a very like honest just into what he does but like might not be his true calling sort of thing that's the whole way in which that unfolds ed wood is kind of like that (laughs) if you look back (laughs) at what his life was like there's actually there's a really good movie out there called ed wood it's johnny depp stars in it it's a tim burton movie it's it's actually really interesting there i see similarities so when i saw this pick and saw ed wood i was like oh larry maybe larry's got this weird brain thing going on so what you're saying is orgy of the dead not far removed from coven not far interesting (laughs) okay i you know what hey look it's also it's also topical because the guy who directed and created the uh, American movie made Tiger King that everybody's talking about now. Is that true? Yes, 100%. The guy behind Tiger King is the American movie guy. Like the director? Yes. Huh. He makes interesting projects. Chris He Smith. does, and there's a lot of... I, I will say, I was a little bit concerned about the journalistic integrity of American movie when we watched that, and watching Tiger King makes me, like, quadruple down sure. on the journalistic integrity shit. Oh, yeah. my God. But, but either interesting way, stuff. it's interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> but, hey, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Orgy of the Dead for some fucking reason. So let's dive into a 30-second plot synopsis. Now, noted pervert Larry chickened out on providing us with a 30-second plot synopsis. Had the opportunity, straight chickened out. So we're going to have to do it in another 10-second-apiece plot roundup. Now, Jake, you've complained about your position before, but you demanded the middle. You demanded not pole position. Jack, with this movie, I felt like the middle was the only place to be, bud. (laughs) <laughs> right Accurate. you know uh so mark why don't we have you go first jake you'll be in the middle where you want it to be and i'll back clean up on this motherfucker okay real quick question are we gonna do the 35 second plot synopsis so that our bumbling transitions don't like totally get no. in the way of us synopsizing no. this plot no. appropriately no 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 i think it should still be 30 okay okay 30 total 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock it's gonna start when i start The movie starts with the Emperor, played by Chriswell, a 1960s TV psychic, delivering a possibly half-drunk monologue about the afterlife and something or other. Bob and Shirley are two characters. Time! What Jake! the hell is that? <laughs> Bob and Sh- Bob's a writer. Shirley's with him. They fucking get into a car crash while they're arguing. There's this whole thing with this dead emperor, and he wants to be entertained. Time, Jack! Holy shit! While they're fucking in this dream world, a series of ten different women strip for them and get naked, and then they and wake up it. to ambulance riders. Time. time! We did it! We did it perfectly! We what got it! the we got hell exactly was that? Right. What was that? It was that? worse from you, Jake. He made it further than you did. No, he didn't. He didn't even get to the first five seconds of the movie. At least I got to the fucking <laughs> part of the movie that happened. 
His was like the pre-screen synopsis. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing on screen happened in what you said. Well, I but think you know what he did <laughs> say something that I very much appreciate, which is the, the story elements of this movie, and they all actively dude, take look, about three Mark, minutes of you, time. I actually thought you could have knocked out the thirty-second plot synopsis by yourself in the first ten seconds, and you could have just said, "You absolutely there's this dead could've. pervert emperor. He has women di- that are also dead dance naked for him." The end. Well, That's I mean. It. Yeah, we could have done that. Any of us could have done that. You didn't. You didn't even get five seconds into the movie. I was given 30 seconds, so I figured we would use the time that was allowed to give the (laughs) appropriate amount of detail, Jake. Okay. You elected to go middle. You You elected to go middle. Boys, 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 boys. Oh, my God. Mark, here's what you said that I very much appreciated. Possibly drunk, because that's my very first note. Is that motherfucker like he's like drunk ish like Orson Welles in that champagne commercial levels of drunk geez. while he's oh, trying to speak? The French champagne. <laughs> ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. Dude, it's on okay. Chris Well and I what just are we listen doing? side note, I am going to call him Chris Lee because he looks a little bit like that motherfucker. He, the dude's from Plan Nine from Outer Space. This is his most notable role. So, I mean, well, Plan Nine uh, so I was reading up a little bit. Thing. If you pull up his whole thing on IMDb, he has this. IMDb is very confusing to me because I was under the understanding that, like, if you have an IMDb page, you are in charge of it as the actor or possibly the actor's agent. Like, you have to like put your own bio out there. Chris Wills, you go there, and it's like this hotly debated Wikipedia page of like. There's so Chris Wells, this guy, and he made the prediction that JFK was going to get assassinated in 1963 in October. So Mark, Mark, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this to you without using using expressed names here. But we have a a person with whom we went to high school who is involved in the film industry, who has an IMDb page, and. Uh, there's uh, the the best way I can identify this person without ident- actually identifying him is that he cast a woman in a film after whom Jake was chasing for a brief and fleeting moment. What? Um, that didn't brief work and fleeting out. moment. That's like that four is years, the maybe. worst possible way to put he, that. That's he is not in charge of his own IMDb page. I'll tell you that much. I cannot okay. believe. Well, you just put it that way. All of that aside, <laughs> Jake was pining after a woman for three or four or five, maybe ten years. And aside from that, Chris Wells' Diff- bio. Well, hold on. Okay. What <laughs> is happening? It was like two what, weeks. What is happening? <laughs> Chris, Chris Wells' bio is an interesting one that everybody should probably dive into. Because so this guy was a TV psychic who tried to make predictions that would or would not come to fruition. And he's famous because he predicted that basically Kennedy JFK would be assassinated. He predicted that John Kennedy would not run for a second term because of something that would happen in his, in October of his last year in office or whatever the fuck. Okay. So he didn't predict that JFK would be assassinated. You are, you are, you are like a a promotional marketer for a TV psychic. Go, go fucking read his bio. That's what I'm saying. But then also it's just like, but also he predicted all this other shit like the assassination of Fidel Castro that did not happen at all. So it's like this weird ongoing like dialogue of people who are fans of him and not fans of him. Anyways, the point here is that he parlayed his weird TV thing, his TV stardom of predicting JFK's possible assassination into 
Nothing. Basically, three movies roles, three movie roles. One of which was the narrator of Plan Nine from Outer Space, and one of which was the Emperor from literally the worst movie we have ever reviewed, Orgy of the Dead. <laughs> so he he parlayed into projects with Ed Wood. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And there's actually a pretty storied history okay. that you can go back okay. and read about. I agree with you that objectively, from an overall quality standpoint, this is the worst movie we've ever watched. Correct. It's not the one I've had the least fun watching. Yeah, look, if you tell me, hey, gun to my head, you have to watch either Poultry Geist or this, I'm probably going to choose this because it's just... Come on. You know, naked ladies flaunting themselves for ninety minutes. I and I enjoyed watching this better than I enjoyed watching that first Gaspar No flick as well. Well, that's a fucking mistake. But also, that movie is an hour <laughs> longer than this one. There's, there's, so, there's, you can't even compare the two things. Enter man. the Void is a, so much a better movie than this. You can't not, compare yeah. the two. They're, I'm saying it's a better movie. That's that was my premise. I'm so happy we're on topic right now. It's so on okay, topic. boys. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Do we have an bad. exploitation one? Do we have an exploitation bad. one? Bad. Is bad a movie? I, I, okay. It should be bad. Yeah, we should have it. I mean, I think ex- we. I think exploitation is probably I'm pretty sure we have it on exploitation there. I'm desperately before. trying to find it right now. Um, uh, so, question, though, about a potential category. When you look this up, it claims itself to be a cult flick, and... I've never heard of this as a cult flick. I think people just associate cult with the phrase Bad. Ed Wood. And when you see Ed Wood, correct. it's like, oh, this must be a cult movie because it's Ed Wood. Uh, yeah, I think the three of us together are deep enough enmeshed in the horror community that if this was truly like a cult movie, we would have run across it. None of the three of us had ever heard of this thing before. Yeah, Noted I mean, per- listener, if you're to- if you're out there and this is something that we should have known, then like send us something that we can look at and feel bad about ourselves after. But also, but also, we'll this, call is, you a this is one of those too. ones that like. We have been on the record about this in recent months with HRR about how eight uh, about how cult movie the moniker is basically just a excuse for a bad movie. Like no no no, you just don't get it, man. It's a cult movie. If there's a fucking terrible horror movie, they just end up calling it a cult movie, and then you're like you're not cool if you don't know what it is. Like fuck you, Mark. The distinction you haven't made here, I understand what you're saying but the distinction you haven't made in what you just said is if it's marketed as a cult movie if when it comes out people are calling it a cult movie that just means it's bad because like a movie like killer clowns from outer space i think is in my mind the quintessential cult horror movie and that one like is a very meticulously and lovingly made movie and it rules and i don't think you'd call it like a bad movie Sure, that's there, fair. There's a this level is, of specificity this is a movie that's, that you get. This right? is a movie that's old enough that doesn't benefit from the marketing budgets and strategies of today. And there's sort of two sides to this to this argument, right? Like, so there are movies. There, so let's start with this. There's legitimately cult movies out there, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that have earned that fucking crown because they're so esoteric but lovingly made and wonderful. And then there are movies that try and ride those coattails and whether or not they try and ride those coattails in their marketing campaign or 
not because they were older than that, but they're bad. And there's like one fan somewhere who is like, yeah, this movie is a bunch of topless ladies dancing around cult classic. If you don't like this, you don't get horror. Like that's not that it cult classic is not a just excuse to like a movie. That's that's not how that works. Look, I agree with you. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. We're also blowing by something we have to talk about here, which was like, this was a released horror movie in 1965. I think this was just pornography. This is like as accessible as pornography was in the mid-60s. Are you kidding me? Well, so this is, and you can get into this if you read the IMDb trivia page or whatever for this. This is This was a trend of sorts. In the 1950s, 60s of, like, you could show scantily clad women dancing around, and it wasn't, like, all that improper or uncommon to just basically have softcore pornography, but it wasn't in, like, the skin flick theaters. You could just show this, and it was fine, and then eventually things divert, you know, divulged a little bit. Diverted? I don't know what it was. Divulged. <laughs> not Definitely divulged. not divulged. Uh, I, but also not diverted. I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but like the things grew apart. So you had the cinema that was like diverged sort of, is correct. Two okay, paths fine. Diverged, diverged in the woods. You yeah. had like the seedy underbelly that was still trying to like sneak into the commercial cinemas, which is what this was. And then you had like actually well-made movies. Psycho, for example, from the 1960s that was stayed within the cinema. And then, <laughs> in the 1960s, those were shown in the same cineplex. And then afterward, or during this time, they sort of started to grow apart. Nudie cuties. Nudie cuties. <laughs> that was a new term for me on the Wiki- I saw on the Wikipedia yeah, page. Yeah, I've never heard of that yeah. either. I don't know. This is so... Okay, again, back, though, to like Lar- to Larry's selection. Like, there's some... Noted there's perver- some value. Noted perversions. There, I, I think that there is some value to stretching what we do as a project because there are multiple things that we have already now discussed that we were not familiar with, and I think that that is a good thing. I'm just going to say that. I agree with okay, you now- begrudgingly because like, this is definitively part of the horror zeitgeist. Yes, it is. Yes. But also I don't want to ever talk about it again. <laughs> because this episode is gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get to it then, huh? Yeah, okay. So we we got through whatever fucking I don't whatever, whatever we got it's to over. them or not. It's We're over. through the category segment. And boys, I think this might be unprecedented here because ordinarily this is what we talk about what this movie don't does you put, right. Don't you put thoughts in my head? I, don't you? I dare. think this for me. There is a nothing. This is a nothing burger that it does right for me. This movie's a hard nothing. Hold on, Jack. Let it breathe. You got to let it breathe properly. What does this movie okay. do right? Boys, what does this movie do right? I have something. Oh, God. Oh, damn shit. it. I, I, we I was, set that up. We both set that up to just let the crickets fly, and Mark's like, I actually want to talk. No but. No I, but. I, I, am, I am trying to be a fair and balanced journalist in this matter, and I sought out something that this movie does right, which is that it is surpri- for, for a like cult classic style B-movie thing surprisingly quotable there are a few lines in this movie that are absolutely hilarious what's your favorite what's your and favorite? should be dropped into normal conversation what's your favorite i think my actual favorite was the one where chris well chris lee whatever the fuck his name is um is just talking to his his lady of the night or whatever and he's like show me a woman who likes gold <laughs> Oh, on that note, on that note, did you see the poster for this movie where it's just like this huge ass drop quote where it's like, come, let me take you in my golden arms. 
It's yep, like, I what does that it. have to gross. do with the movie at yeah. all? Uh, so, so it's hanging over Patreon member and noted pervert Larry's bed. Oh, God, So yeah. there's that one. There's the other one that is sort of an inversion of the normal horror trope where the, like, man slaps the hysterical panicking woman or whatever, where he says, easy, Shirley, easy. Panic won't do us any good. But Shirley, the actress who plays Shirley, is, like, literally almost falling asleep in that scene. She's yeah. completely silent. And he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. down. <laughs> Panic won't do us any good. <laughs> and then later... Well, that's... That's something I want to talk... I can't, certainly not what it does right, but this is... The worst written and acted movie I think I've ever seen, including modern pornographic films. Jack, you really need to like watch a lot of uh, Ed Wood's oeuvre. I've you seen really Plan don't. Nine actually, from Outer I just space. at least that. I have some passion in the line. Jack, delivery. watch his egg. Okay, I, look, I watch plenty of porn, Jake. Okay, I mean whatever that's you what do he did from this point on was just porn. Whatever you do, don't do that. That was my favorite. That was my favorite part. That was pretty. My good. favorite one was the one I introduced Mark with, which was the "No, I hate you." <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, hey, the way Chriswell, I- the the way Chriswell delivers his lines is basically impossible to impersonate. Where it's simultaneously extremely sober and calculated, but also exceptionally drunk and mumbling. Where it's just Here's like, what you'll have your pleasures. That I decree. <laughs> and, and here's the other part that it's impossible to replicate. I agree with you, Mark. It's bafflingly, like, all over the map in terms of sobriety. But also, you can hear how greasy he looks through his line delivery. <laughs> and they so don't even actually attempt... really good acting? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. They don't even attempt <laughs> to disguise his his eyes darting across the cue cards that they're clearly holding up in front of him. Or the pauses <laughs> that he takes as an actor because they're trying to switch between the cue cards. You can see his eyes so, dart so, with I the mean, cue card as they pull all... it off and like put it behind the next one. But it, it results in a package that is... I don't know. You you just like it. It reeks of the very specific type of film that this is. Like, Jake, yeah, it, you it, saying it, package made me think of something this movie does right. You <laughs> like some packages? Those red and white striped shorts on the beefcakes. Where can I get a pair of shorts like that? Sometimes they're leopard print. Every <laughs> once in a while, I feel like the, the, yeah, the, I feel the, like they wore quite a few types. I don't know. Red yeah, and white. The stripes, pattern I mean, on I, their on their shorts are. I feel like I was sundry. interested in the balloon shaped red and white striped patterned shorts on the I feel like case. I feel like University of Indiana wears some shit like that as some like candy cane striping bullshit um something that I feel like you mentioned earlier Jack could be unprecedented but it's like what the movie does right by 1965 <laughs> well what the movie does right by comparison to what the movie has to offer outside of this one very particular thing thing and this thing is the inclusion of of the mummy and the wolfman, just there, just watching, just as henchmen, yep. just from whatever random area, it works so well as a nope. way to keep me no, away from everything else that's happening in this movie that I hate so much. And it's so weird. The, they're supposed to be like the Statler and Waldorf of the movie, and it does not work at all. We're going to talk think about them in a minute. I think it's fucking awesome. It's okay. perfect. The, 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 there's also very clearly one voice actor doing voices for both of them. I think it's the main dude. I think it's the dude who crashes. But also, 
Uh, no. The I dude mean, who yes, crashes. As, because I watched this as an academic exercise, as a journalist for this podcast, <laughs> yes. But the only other context in which I could possibly imagine myself watching this movie, I don't need a cutaway to a mummy and a werewolf doing weird bits. I think I don't know, that's, that's not going to help me. That's with what my puts me game. over the top, man. You know, I'm just sustaining at that point, and then you got to you got to get the cutaway. You know, I really need the Wolfman to look me in the eyes so I can finish. So, okay, so that's what this movie does most incredibly. And I mean that in the literal sense. It's incredible that I that do. exists. It's just, here. we're going to interrupt eight minutes of new dancing so these two can, like, fucking yuck it up for 38 seconds. The, obviously the same voice actor. What, you howling at the moon again, buddy? <laughs> it's so in, good. And the thing you haven't mentioned is that this, okay, whatever. We're blowing by does middle. I'm going straight to does wrong. Do you guys have does We are middles? not blowing by does middle. Fine, does middle. Put a pin in that. I have more to say. Does okay. middle. What are you saying? Do your things. It's the thing that often falls into does middle. I enjoy seeing a whole bunch of very pretty topless women dance around. That's lovely. It's horrible from a societal standpoint. This is one of those movies that, like, obviously women have been mistreated throughout history and it's horrible. This is one of those movies that, like, when I'm watching it, it's like, oh, God, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry, women. Just like as a man that exists in the world, Jack, I'm Jack, sorry I'm about sorry. this one. Jack, this is. Uh, <laughs> Jack, could you please cut in shot. this right right now, Jack? When you're editing this, could you just please quickly cut in the South Park? I'm sorry. I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> that that little. I don't montage, know what that is. You, I'll send it to you. It'll be good. Do it. Okay. Yeah, it'll be so good, sorry. Jack. This movie was shot in gorgeous Astrovision and shocking sexy color. <laughs> well, hey, look, these women were very sexy. Many of those women were very attractive. I, so I, I, felt, that part. I felt really like, look, most of these women, they just sort of dance around and do their thing, which is probably another thing we should talk about is that literally none of them seem motivated at all. They just they don't even do like a choreographed dance. They just sort of like they do the kind of dance that oh I would do if I showed up drunkenly God. on a dance floor at a wedding. But I really started to feel bad for the one that comes in, like, I don't know, fourth, third to last, who's the bride, who her whole thing is she just shows up and she just topless shimmies for, like, eight minutes. That's got to be fucking painful. Oh, God. Can we go to wrong? 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 Yes, now we can go to wrong. Anyway, I thought the women were attractive. I enjoyed that. It's horrible from a societal standpoint. That's middle. Let's go to wrong. Everything? I mean, all of it. It, I mean, it all of it. The whole all movie. of it. The movie everything that this movie does, all it does it wrong. It's bad. It sucks. If I wanted to make the best movie ever, I would make every single decision that this movie made. I would make the opposite of it. It is the worst movie that has ever been made. This movie sucks, and it should die in a fire. There is. Is there a way that this is the worst movie that's ever been made? It's it, pretty that's fucking definitely close, on dude. the table, especially because like. Most movies that are that bad don't have the terrible societal implications this if, does. This yeah, has I, terrible I, quality I totally understand and miserable society. I totally understand this point, and it's, it's like, shocking. It's 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 making a shocking amount of sense. And if this is true, then I'm way more happy than I came into this episode being. Because you've also it's, got like not only does it have horrible misogynism and problematic women stuff, it's also got a number of troubling racial implications. Yeah, the very as well. first it's dance. Like, oh the my American god! Yeah, the whole thing about like fire she worshipped snakes, 
And then they just like haphazardly edit in a <laughs> yeah. fucking rattlesnake for some reason. Both of you guys immediately started talking about entirely different scenes, and both are correct as the problematic racial yeah, scene. Yeah, just a ton yeah. of crosstalk about different <laughs> racial issues. Great. It's horrid. <laughs> this might be the history's worst movie. She flung herself into the volcano when she realized she could no longer be a servant to her husband. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ. Oh, oh my God, this movie sucked. It's so I, bad. I actually, so, everything I, it the, does, the it does wrong. I took, I, I took two notes in what the movie does wrong. The first of which was that, like, after, honestly, after the first dance, when you get to, the, like, the realization that it's just going to be, I don't know, 75 minutes at that point of basically the same thing over and over again, where it's like a kind oh. of uncomfortably long dance period of many many women there's that a was I'm, gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you momentarily please finish your point in a second but i knew that we had gotten into something that was a very big problem when during the opening sequence there is an entire title card of just like gold dancer island dancer snake dancer wedding dancer yeah. whatever the fuck fire dancer well uh, i kind of thought they might be like it might be like an an orgy it might be like everyone at once so it's like super quick i thought there might be penetration mark it's one at a time it's one human on screen dancing like shaking her breasts (laughs) it is outlandish not outstanding outlandish how long and then even if you could possibly like get invested in the very pretty women shaking their breasts which you possibly could then it rips you the fuck out of it by showing you a greasy 65 year old degenerate just like talking to his weird wife being like i throw gold at her or the wolfman and the mummy or the other greasy 65 year old and his girlfriend being like i've picked my handcuffs Try not to scream too loudly. 65, dude. That and dude's like 35. That guy's like our age. Yeah, that dude. Whatever. That dude's a stone cold hunk. He All of them act. are hunks except for Chriswell. That guy's a creep. <laughs> yeah, he's a 65 year old greasy degenerate. Well, I need to learn more <laughs> yeah, about Chriswell, it. man. This is awesome. Oh, I go down that well. Actually, I enjoyed myself immensely trying to read up on his like random fucking Wikipedia page. He's. He has a storied history. He's basically like the original loose change guy. He, what a fucking weird dude you can read up on. Oh my god. Yeah. That if he were still alive today, he would definitely be the one saying that jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Just asking questions, man. Like, you know, what temperature does it melt at? Uh man. oh oh yeah it weakens it well below the temperature oh yeah oh, oh um interesting I'm still gonna make this YouTube documentary I love hey, I I'm love just this. asking questions I love this I'm going down the well right now which I shouldn't be because we're on air but known for on his Wikipedia page first thing making erroneous predictions comma predicting the future on TV comma radio books records and in newspapers and as a narrator and actor in the films of Ed Wood. I yeah, think I dude. might buy a... If there's a record of this dude making psychic predictions and that shit's reduced to wax, I might buy that. That would be I'd a collectible his item, general, His general line delivery of mumbling, degenerate, possibly drunk person who cares a lot about the fact that he's getting exposure but also doesn't doesn't give a fuck about his like level of performance is something that is uniquely captured 
in the entirety of film history within this individual performance, you cannot find this anywhere else. The lines he delivers are preposterously weird. <laughs> I Th- This one has pleased me. Is this <laughs> is that a new pick? Show me a one? woman who likes gold. Is this a neat I can't even okay, I can't even do perfect. an impersonation of it because I turned yeah. to Austin Powers. Yeah, you I just said you did a gold member thing there yeah. and that was perfectly replicated in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he does but and I maybe this is what gold member was trying to do. I don't know. But like it's so close but not quite exactly gold. It's so I don't know, man. It's it's hard Brutal. to quantify exactly how bad he is at pretending to be anything remotely human. Dude, he well, he's not. Uh, th- th- I've never seen something I thought could compete with someone I've seen as drunk on screen as Orson Welles in that champagne commercial. And this is, and yet here we are, <laughs> and, and here we find ourselves. See, dude, like there's a lot of reasons why it's good that we watch this. There are a lot of reasons. <laughs> now, all of these aside, I do want to talk about something that this movie does far and away beyond the things we've already talked about, which is. The sound editing of this movie. So, yeah. oh first, my first and God. foremost, a movie based around naked ladies dancing to a beat should probably have synced up the beat, the beat. to the dancing. Yeah. Maybe they should it's have random. done that. It's but random. all of that aside, or- literally the worst thing this movie does is the ADR associated with the mummy and the wolfman, which oh is my what I was God, trying to get to earlier. Yeah, he's like, the mummy is like in this random, like, tin room made of just tin non-hyperbolically the the <laughs> the sound associated with the wolfman and the mummy is the worst sound i have ever heard for a film including I, jack's own refully of whatever the fuck the name <laughs> of that movie was which was better carnival than of carnival souls. of souls yeah car- exactly it's better than carnival of Mark, souls i, I mean, agree it's, with you it's i agree with you it's despicably bad it's it's it's, it's, it's the worst bad. yeah it is the worst movie noise i've ever heard in my life i agree i you but you missed a whole point about how bad the sound is here because not only well, i think you'll find that was my whole point but okay orchestral music not match up to the dancing the orchestral music doesn't match up to itself. There are points where it's clearly edited in to where it's like a chord edited into just a different chord jarringly and off time, off tempo. It's insane. So on screen, you have some woman gyrating her hoo-hahs so that you can get your jollies off or whatever. And it's not even yeah, it's not even like it's not even remotely on beat with what's happening. But then there's also two different streams of music happening at the same time. And all like I mean, th- I've I have never been more aware of a director's presence than I have in this movie. Like ah, now shake him more, ah, shake him more, honey. <laughs> what do oh, we know about on. this? Director. That was one of the things I written down though. Is just like I desperately want to hear the director's commentary for this movie. What more do than we any know other movie we talked about? Because I know? want to know what the director's like point was. Like, what was he going for? What was what were the directions he gave on set to create the monstrosity that we see before us today? What? Because I'm, sure I'm pretty sure he was more drunk than Chris himself Wells. off. I have no idea who this person is. Like, this is his most noted notable work, according to his Wikipedia page. Yeah, decidedly so, because he's a fucking bad director. He's from Bulgaria. <laughs> uh, 
not only a fucking bad director, I'm comfortable going out of limb and saying he's a fucking bad person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, all hey, of hold those on, things. hold on, hold on. We're getting into some stuff here. I don't know. This is Wikipedia dumb, but apparently Stephen C. Apostoloff Apostoloff had some other yeah, names like A. C. Stephen, which. I think was what he went under. Wait, AC Slater directed this movie. <laughs> AC Steven. He also went by the following two names, and you you're gonna have to hold on to your buttholes for these two. Oh boy! The hold first on, of let which me position myself. The first of which was Robert Lee, like Robert E. Lee, and the second of which is the Rough. following: the Prince of Confidential. <laughs> yeah, this is a that bad. Sounds per- about right. This is a bad person. <laughs> This guy is a bad guy. If he were you know, alive not, today, not which I assume he is not. ill of the dead, but I'm pretty sure this guy was an asshole. This dude would definitely have been appointed to some high-level cabinet position in the current government, is what I am saying. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Hundo P, buddy. Hundo P. He had four wives, from what I'm seeing. One just named Joan, no last name. Joan. Oh, uh, but the other thing about him that we should probably highlight is that he is the noted director of... Saturday Night Sleazy's Volume 1, Good. Saturday Night Sleazy's Volume 3, Good. and Saturday Night Sleazy's Volume 2, which inexplicably came out after Volume 3. It, it is funny. I'm just looking at his movies. <laughs> Orgy of the Dead, The Bachelor's Dreams, College Girl Confidential, Lady Godiva Rides, Motel Confidential, The Divorcee, Dropout Wife, Class Reunion, Snow Bunnies, Cocktail Hostesses, Five Loose Women, The Beach Bunnies, and Hot Ice. So what we're saying is he's like Ron Jeremy, but with less class. Well, not Ron Jeremy. He's like the fucking guy who made the Girls Gone Wild videos. Who I I never thought there'd be a guy I just viscerally dislike more than that guy. But hey, we found him. (laughs) Yeah, we did it. We got there. Thanks, noted pervert Larry. (laughs) He got us. We found a worse person than the Girls Gone Wild motherfucker. (laughs) Oh my god! I have nothing else. This movie does wrong because we already touched on literally everything. Uh, no, we missed one big, big point. Okay. Which is this movie oscillates between back and forth between having a plot and not in a way that I found awful. Like, just starts with a car crash. They're not even observing the first two dances. Then they see the next few dances, and then they're tied up, and then it ends. His, what the fucking greasy pervert is like keep dancing and his wife is like his son's gonna come out soon we'll die or whatever and he's like ah and then the sun comes out and there's emts there what the fuck I, it was all a dream then, i used to read word up magazine but hold on because then it cuts back to the greasy pervert saying or was it should you heed these lessons yourself like no, I'm quite what were the lessons? Saying, what no were the lessons? Should eat these fucking don't crash a car and have a wet dream. I bet I Jesus. bet EMTs get that a lot. Oh, like oh yeah, this guy wasn't wearing a seatbelt and he creamed himself. <laughs> you guys, and I'm, I'm and that's what this movie is. I'm making a big whoops. I'm actively <laughs> going down a rabbit hole on air, like. I'm on a. I'm now on a, this random page that's just HTML copy about the Church of Ed Wood and the Saints of Ed, which includes Saint Absatolov and someone. I'm gonna named, cut you off right there. <laughs> We're going to ratings. Someone <laughs> named Saint Horsecock. <laughs> oh shit! There's fucking nitpicks. Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> Holy fucking no. Saint Horsecock. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. We overrated the horror. Use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Andre 3000. Would rate how much you want to hear him. Y'all don't want to hear me. And for 10, think about Andre 3000. Would rate how much you want to dance. Just want to dance. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Uh, Mark, you went first on Thursday. One. Plot synopsis. It's it's one. Your story rating. One. Okay. Everything's yep. one. It's a one. One. <laughs> wow, that's a one spoiler across alert. the boards. It's always one. Everything this movie does is a one. This is, uh, and, and I, it's a one for me too. I'm going second. Not only is it a movie that is designed to have no plot, it actively ruins the no plot it has. It's like, it would have been so much more palatable if it had just been, here's a series just, of 10 dancing nude women. Yeah. If it was just <laughs> porno, it would have been better. But instead they were like, okay, it's going to be porno, but it's not porno you can spank it to because every few minutes we're going to have something come up that will actively ruin your mood if you are trying to spank it to this. We're going to have a greasy 60-year-old fuck come in and talk about how much he likes gold. Now show me gold. <laughs> I like gold. <laughs> Jake. You really fucking broke rank there, Jack. I was supposed to go second. Yep. I, yep. I gave it a one. <laughs> oh, surprise. You're copy copying, stealing. Oh, yeah, You're I'm copying. Your Classic Jake. Circling the wagons. <laughs> Typical Jake not actually putting in his work trying to figure out what his ratings are. He's just copying everybody else. Here's the one it could get controversial on, though, because we're going to world-building and immersion. Mark, what's your oh, world-building and immersion Oh, it's a one. It's a score? one. All of them are ones. I, it's one across the board. One's all the way for me. This is this terrible. This is two for me. This oh, one's a two for me. Billy. Look, I'm going to stare at a pretty naked lady dancing for eight straight minutes. There are a series of unbroken shots of pretty nude women dancing. I'm going to get invested in that. One of the things we didn't talk about earlier, which is that I thought it was kind of funny how every single time a dancer was introduced, she was like fully clothed and almost to the point where each each individual one was more and more and more elaborately fully clothed. And then roughly 10 seconds into their dance, there was just, just a jump cut of them suddenly being naked. Yeah. <laughs> they show you no stripping. It's just a jump cut away from clothes. Yeah, it was just like, and they were naked. Whatever. Fuck it. Oh, they had anyway. 75 layers on earlier? Yeah, naked now. I gave it a two. I got invested in some of the nude women stripping. Jake. Cool. I gave it a one. I didn't. They The dances sucked. Two. <laughs> I wasn't invested. <laughs> the dances suck. I guess too. it's gonna take That's us into scare true. factor. <laughs> it's gonna take us into scare factor, Mark. It's a one. We shouldn't blow by Jake's point on that though. The dances also sucked. They weren't even like choreographed dances. I I would love to know what the directorial like information oh, was that was just like sort of. These are just like I don't know. Shake it, kinda. No, these are <laughs> terrified, exploited women being screamed at and like. Who came to Hollywood with hopes and dreams and were ruined. Oh, my God. Uh, it's horrible. Maybe I'll give it a higher scare factor just because of how troubling this is from a humanistic standpoint. But I won't. I'll just give it a one. It's fucking awful. It's the worst. Good choice. Thing. Good choice on your part. I gave it a one, too, Jack. I mean, what do you, what do you want? Uh, the old one, too. Yeah, not much. Uh, let's go to effects or judicial slack thereof. Mark. One. I, okay. Look, the, He's the, already uh, said his look, thing. Maybe, He's just I guess say it maybe again. you could talk to me. There are some costumes, and there is yeah. a smoke machine, but literally nothing it does is in service of an overall narrative. So, 
what what there's there's no effects in this movie and the things that they do including the sound which as we have already discussed is the worst sound i have ever heard ever should probably not be lauded it is a one yeah so here's the thing i wanted to give it a two just because like there are some costumes and like you said there is a smoke machine there are some but the sound actively takes it away i wish i could, like it's just it's it gets it cannot have any credit when this is the overall product it's a one the sound is so bad jake I did find it kind of charming in the first 30 seconds when you had the, like, Halloween prop skull and bones at the bottom of the grave with the smoke machine. That was as far as that went, and then this went so downhill somehow. It went downhill then there from, were, like... When there was an exploited woman who was from, like, forced to from, like, It went from, like, B-movie minus... It went B-movie minus to, like, unforgivable. It's a one. There yeah, is something works. to be yeah. said about that opening sequence, actually, that I kind of really did enjoy and got a pretty good kick out of, of the beefcakes in their leopard print gym shorts showing up and opening Chris Wells' uh, coffin and him sitting up very clearly drunk and delivering a monologue about something about life and death in the nether realm and something or other. I didn't take notes on what he was actually saying because it was all nonsense. And that is actually kind of an incredible intro to Dude, the thing that we were about to see. I was so close to expecting him to be like, just stop talking and then look at the camera and be like, just just do anything? <laughs> it was like, it's so <laughs> close to that. It's unbelievable. Anyway, Anyways, fucking- here's some here's, here's was this story of like, I you know, I could be Rod Serling. Don't tell me about it, Rod Serling. I, I, if you wanted to, I could do this. And if you wanted to, I, I'll, I'll be over there masturbating. What's, what's going on? Behold the French champagne. Mark, what's your overall rating? One. It's a one. This is one of the worst yeah. movies ever reviewed. This movie fucking sucks. Yeah, one. This is, this is, I think we made a point for it. This might be history's all-time worst movie. Yeah, it's down this there. This is up there. It, this is like, this is one of the all-time worst movies ever. Jake, zero. give it your eight or whatever. And let's zero if I could. I tried to say zero. <laughs> it was zero. a nine because a of art. It's a one. Good choice. Good choice on your part. Yeah. Uh, hey, noted pervert Larry, fuck you. This sucked. What do you yeah. mean you suck? This notes the point in our podcast history where we're going to start vetoing wait, individual picks. Wait, wait, hold on. Was that overall? Yes. Yeah. Oh, thumbs up, thumbs down, boys. Oh, it's oh, a hard yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> hard thumbs up. Yeah, everybody recommends this. Everyone should watch this, even though it's the worst movie ever. I don't know. It's worse, that, the, it's worse than the deathbed, the bed that eats. Nah. That's it, supposed to be decent. No, yeah. it's not. I've seen it. It's bad. It is also bad, but it's bad in an entirely different way. This movie sucks. That movie also <laughs> sucks. Both of them are thumbs down. I'm so happy you were able to work in a deathbed, dead bed, whatever, the bed that eats reference. Deathbed, the bed that eats. Great. Yeah. Fuck this movie. It's a hard thumbs down. I'm real. I Luckily, we didn't say this, but I won't say where you can watch it. I will say, because I, I won't have anyone watching it, uh, I was able to watch it without paying anything and not illegally, so I'm happy about yeah, that. The nice thing about ads. this is we don't we don't have to talk about that because if you die and go to hell, they just have this movie on loop, believe it or not. Yeah, like, so just this, be a bad person you and you'll get to watch it for free forever. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, at that point, at <laughs> least there's boobies, but yeah, not great. 
But not anything you can do anything with. No, yeah, that's totally pointless boobies. Because there's a greasy 60-year-old pervert coming in there. Yeah, every, yeah, that's part of the hell part of it, is every time you like think you're getting close, it just cuts away to Chriswell and Mummy and the d- Wolfman howling at the moon in a tin can. And the Wolfman will never look you in the eyes. <laughs> All we ever wanted was the mummy to make eye contact so that we could hey, finish, we and we can't. Fuck out of here. We should probably get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, okay, that was a weird one. This has been episode 180 of the AZ Horrorcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're still here hanging out with us, maybe you should go and check out our website. That's a to z whore.com, or you can hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, we're still living in this new world, and we're still hoping that you, if you are hopefully staying safe, being with your family, being with your loved ones right now, don't put that money towards us. We have a Patreon. That link will be down there. But there's also going to be a link down there for one of the many causes that we think that are a much better use of your money right now in particular than coming and hanging out with us on Patreon. But just consider it for the future, perhaps. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to we're gonna go and have some fun, happy times, hopefully. It's going to be a, a step up from what we had this week. If you want to be a Patreon member, maybe you can pick movies if you're in the highest tier. Just don't pick stuff like this, please. I literally can't fathom how it could not be an up- upgrade. It's going to be a big one. It's like a, an exponential curve, Jack. We're going to be watching Tremors. It's a me pick. And it's coming at you one week from today, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know what order we're on anymore. What day of the week is it? What day of the month is it? What day is it? What year is it? I don't know. It's coming at you at some point in the future. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. But do all of that virtually and in social distancing fashion, please. Have a good week. You know, I really need the Wolfman to look me in the eyes so I can finish. (laughs) 